I'm Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror, and this is the Brother Look Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Business Mondays with BM, a segment of the Business Mirror BM Brother Look Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BM Podcast is based on the stock market outlook story written by Business Mirror reporter VG Kabog and comes out every Monday. Today we podcast week 7 of the stock market outlook for February 13, 2023 to February 15, 2023. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Share prices fell last week with the main index closing at 6,800.11 on higher than expected inflation data for January, which has surprised many, including the central bank. The benchmark Philippine Stock Exchange Index dropped 150.59 points to close at 6,876.79 points. The main index already lost big at the start of the week falling by 2% over two days as inflation for January rose to 8.7%, which could dampen optimism for the economy this year. The average daily trading reached 5.53 billion pesos, while foreign investors, who cornered 42% of the trades, were net sellers at 1.8 billion pesos. All other sub-indices fell with the exception of the mining and oil index, which rose 389.07 points to close at 11,418.11 points. The broader oil shares index fell 52.29 to close at 3,653.17. The financials index declined 19.28 to close at 1,831.11. The industrial index shed 160.48 to close at 9,851.45. The holding firms index retreated 129.55 to close at 6,644.65. The property index was down 58.20 to close at 2,999.27 and the services index plunged 47.35 to close at 1,723.74. For the week, gainers managed to edge losers 125 to 107 and 18 shares were unchanged. The top gainers for the week were Megawide Construction Corporation, Ferronoops Holdings Incorporated, Dizon Copper Silver Mines Incorporated, Balayini Frutas Incorporated, House of Investments Incorporated, PTFC Redevelopment Corporation, Sirtec Holdings Philippines Corporation, and Figaro Coffee Group Incorporated. The top losers, meanwhile, were Oriental Petroleum and Minerals Corporation A. LNG Corporation, 
Asesite Philippines Cartel Corporation, Medco Holdings Incorporated, Oriental Petroleum and Minerals Corporation B, Union Bank of the Philippines, Wellex Industries Incorporated, and Mondenisen Corporation. Investors are expected to remain cautious this week as many await the result of the policy meeting of the Monetary Board of the Banco Central ng Pilipinas on Thursday. The possibility of a 50 basis point rate hike is expected to be priced in following the Philippines' strong January inflation data. This in turn could weigh on the local bursts. In a presentation at the ADR Stat-Based Economic Outlook for 2023 Virtual Forum on Thursday, Ateneo de Manila University Department of Economics Chairman Alvin Ang said, inflation could remain elevated at above 7% this year if supply-side issues are left unchecked. Dr. Ang added that these efforts to address supply-side issues should be trained on the agricultural sector. At business as usual, doubling the growth of the agricultural sector would take 66 years or 11 administrations, Dr. Ang said. Interest rates are not really used to fight inflation basically because the inflation is supply-driven, Dr. Ang said. So it's really more of an executive function rather than the monetary working on it, Dr. Ang said. It's complementary, but it's more a local domestic challenge of supply, Dr. Ang said in his presentation. In the same forum, Managing Director of E-Management for Business and Marketing Services, Jonathan Ravella said he is concerned that the inflation expectations of Dr. Ang had basis, given that developments also lead him to believe that the risk point to his worst-case scenario. Ravella said his inflation scenario has a base case of 5.3%. The best case scenario is for inflation to cool to 4.5% this year, while the worst case scenario could be 5.6%. However, just like Dr. Ang, Ravella has not adjusted his inflation forecast to take into consideration the 8.7% posted in January. Ravella said it was still too early to adjust. Nonetheless, Ravella told the Business Mirror in an interview that inflation would also be affected by what is happening in the jobs sector. What could happen is what's called the Phillips Curve. This was created by New Zealand-born economist Bill Phillips in the 1950s and illustrated an inverse relationship between inflation and unemployment. This meant that when inflation is high, unemployment is low, and when inflation is low, unemployment is high. This assumes that when more people are employed, there is greater demand for goods, thus higher prices. And when few are employed, demand is dampened and prices remain low. When inflation is lower, inflation is rising, Ravela said. That is what's happening to the Philippines. In the fourth quarter, many had jobs and so they had money, Ravela said. Ravela said that they saw inflation and the question is, 
who is giving way. The last number last December was that many had lost jobs. Hence, there was a peak in inflation, but these geopolitical tensions could affect this, Ravelas explained. In his presentation, Ravela said factors to watch out for are geopolitical tensions such as the war in Ukraine where peace may be an elusive dream, the Middle Kingdom trap of China which may affect its ability to access resources, and the possibility that China could attack or place a blockade on Taiwan. Given these concerns, Dr. Ang said the economy could be hard-pressed to squeeze growth, more so double its growth. Dr. Ang estimated that under a business usual scenario, doubling the country's gross domestic product growth would take 11 years or at least two administrations. Ang and Ravelas agree that the agriculture sector holds the key to growing this year and in the years to come. Dr. Ang said agriculture is one sector to reduce inequality and create prosperity for a larger chunk of the population. Dr. Ang noted that the disposable income of rich Filipinos is still 14 times the income of the poorest in society. As most of the country's poor are in agriculture, it is imperative that agriculture be a focus for the country to narrow inequities, Dr. Ang said. Ensuring food security should also be the priority, Ravela said. And it was a good thing that the president already mentioned this in his previous statements. Ravelas pushes for greater emphasis on availability, affordability, and accessibility of food. Apart from agriculture, other sectors may also take years and decades to double. The industry sector as a whole needs a dozen years, but mining and quarrying may need 23 years. It may also require at least a dozen years to double the growth of the electricity, gas, and water, as well as education industries. Slightly more or 13 years will be needed for manufacturing and 14 years for the real estate and ownership of dwellings. A little over a decade or 11 years are needed by the wholesale and retail, information and communication, and public administration and defense industries. However, Ravela's speech is focusing on the big picture. This means on the increasing jobs as well as BPO and OFW spending, opening the retail sector to foreign brands, and a strong demand for office and retail space. Ravelas considers tourism, gaming, manufacturing, and mining as the country's best industries whose potentials need to be developed. Opportunities this year are trained on infrastructure spending, better pandemic management, and revenge spending. Ravelas emphasized the need to focus on actions and not words to grow the economy this year. Aside from this, investors may also look towards the upcoming OFW remittances data for clues on the local economy. Japet Luis Tanchanko, senior research analyst at Fieldstocks Financials Incorporated, said. Meanwhile, the FMIC UANP Capital Market Research said. Export earnings may not also sustain fast-paced growth, and overseas Filipino worker remittances would likely only post a 3% to 
to 5% growth this year. For the stock picks, Maybank Security said it liked Domestic Consumption Proxy as an investments corporation, which dominates retail and mall operations and banking segments, stand to benefit most from any macroeconomic-driven uplift. Maybank Security said it reiterates its preference for undervalued essentials and mobility-driven conglomerates, which have strong economic modes. Maybank Security said it recommends a rotation to the parent firms, which offer high returns on current valuations. Maybank Securities also picked Toyota Franchisee, GT Capital Holdings Incorporated, which has market leadership and proven pricing power in the domestic auto industry and foothold in the infrastructure sector via Metro Pacific Investments Corporation. The stock Maybank Securities said offer a strong play on the country's improving mobility scheme. On the country's improving mobility theme, the shares of SM Investment Corporation closed last Friday at 900 pesos apiece, GT Capital at 530 pesos apiece, and Metro Pacific Investments Corporation at 4 pesos and 22 centavos apiece. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bring Brother Look podcast of the story titled. The Mighty Words, Writers of Protest and Revolution. Join us on February. Join us on January 20 for the second part of this four-part episode of the story written by Tito Genovo Valiente for the Philippine Graphic Magazine. Many thanks to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. And many thanks to you for your continued support. This is Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and support each other. Thank you for listening.